episode of Locked On Canucks. Round one of the NHL draft. And there were fireworks, just not the ones Canucks fans were expecting. It's Locked On Canucks on a special NHL draft edition. And it starts now. Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On the show that keeps you locked in on all things Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me at Twitter at underscore sports, our show's Twitter at Locked On. Also, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first live of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, an interesting, interesting round one chill draft. After all the hoopla of a JT Miller trade, and we were about to get one, there is not a trade yet. Do make a selection at 15th overall. Jonathan Mackey from Sweden with the selection at 15th overall. Play for all of you listening on YouTube. Listening on the segment we did with our locked on NHL stream draft. So that will be down the Canucks selection. But I want to give you guys my thoughts incomplete before we moment so going into uh today as most canucks people canucks you know fandom and whatnot vancouver all assumed and came to the realization that jt miller was probably going to get dealt today now reports over the last couple days leading into the draft were saying oh you don't know we're not you know patrick i mean said we don't have a deadline to resign him or also backhanded comment to trade him and but we all, all the news and all the chatter was, you know, there's a lot of teams in on Miller, you know, this team, that team, uh, everybody wants in on JT Miller and nothing happened. We did hear reports from Elliot Friedman that a deal with um, the Islanders was, you know, there and it fell through. Um, Patrick Alvin shut that down with his post round one comments. Um I'm interested interested to see as the, you know the days go on and what happens. Um, what transpired with this JT Miller trade and why did it fall through? Um, now I saw on Twitter post you know this draft that a lot of people are you know post round one excuse me a lot of people are upset that the Canucks are misplaying this. Uh, they're not making the right move by keeping on to JT Miller. Um, they're losing leverage. They're losing, you know, value by the day by they keep them on. And I tend to back off, back, you know, I don't believe in them. I think JT Miller is a very, very, very good hockey player. You saw what Alex DeBrincat went for. You know, he went for a first round pick and a third, a first and a second and a third. Um, so, and you saw, you know, other trades today where, um, you know, the, Leafs and oil Leafs only had to attach first round picks to trade down to get rid of basically dump salary. Um, so it, it's it's very how can I put this? I think 
Canucks fans, A, need to relax. I believe that the Canucks, if the deal is right and the price they want for JT Miller, they will make the right move. I don't see the sense in just making a deal for the sake of making a deal. Yes, you're at the draft and there's a heightened expectation that a trade could transpire. But if it's not the deal you want and you think is going to make this team better, we all know, and I think it's obviously the Canucks did not want draft assets for JT Miller. They want young players, cap flexibility, and those young players have to help you right now, right? You saw with their draft pick right now, a guy who's not going to play in the NHL anytime soon in the near future, right? The top six is cemented here with or without JT Miller. Um, so I really just think people need to relax and understand that, look, Patrick Alvin, Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford will make this deal if it's right for them. Reports are saying they're still kicking the tires on a new contract, which could end up working out as well. Um, but yeah, you saw what Kevin Fiala went for. You know, high-end prospect, a first-round pick. The Brinkat, you know, a seven, the seventh overall pick, the 39th overall pick, and a third-round pick next year, right? So, you know, you got a, you know, seventh overall pick, a top, you know, choice. You got, you know, a very grade-A prospect from L.A. Uh, for Kevin Fiala. So, you know, the Canucks need to, you know, DeBrinket had one year uh, remaining on his contract before he became a restricted free agent. So, uh, you know, Ottawa still has him under control. But I think there is no problem having J.T. Miller in Vancouver come September or October. There is no rush because injuries will happen. Teams that might not maybe had deals in place this weekend that fell through, they might circle themselves in on the JT Miller sweepstakes. Free agency is still coming up. Teams will miss out on free agents that they want to sign, and then they will look at the trade market. There is still time for a deal to happen, whether that's a deal with a trade or a deal with a new contract. They were saying there could be a six-year deal. It does not look like the Canucks will make the full eight-year commitment to JT Miller, as they should not. 29 years old, um, a six-year deal will take him to 35. I think if you can get that, you know, a six-year deal, a five, six-year deal would be absolutely amazing um, for JT Miller. But the trade will happen. It will happen. It will get done. Everybody just needs to relax. Trust. I, I understand that people have um, revisionist history towards Jim Benning and screwing things up and, you know, not capitalizing on assets. Well, this asset in JT Miller is still here. He's still under contract. He's not going anywhere. He's not walking away for nothing until next year. You could still deal him before the season, anytime here in the summer, the trade deadline. There are still ample opportunities to get value for JT Miller. I just think people need to just relax and understand that if the right deal is not there, you do not make it. Okay? The deal, a deal can happen. A deal could take place. But just understand that it will happen. Whether that's, a, whether that's a new contract or whether that's a trade, like I just said, it will happen. Okay? It will happen. So, again, no big fireworks like we expected from the Canucks. Looked like there was a deal with the Islanders. Did not fall through. So, 
Um, we proceed to move forward with JT Miller, still as a member of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, but coming up after this break, we're going to dive into the 15th overall selection and talk about how this looks towards the Canucks outlook towards the future. But first, I want to talk to you guys about the fine folks, the fine, fine folks at Built. From the people who invented healthy, tasty, comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar. But guess what? You and your friends at Built, sorry, you and your friends, me and my friends, all of our friends at Built, have given the coconut brownie chunks the puff treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love is deliciously in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and delicious. Coconut brownie puffs are the only here for a limited time. So go make sure you don't miss out because they're, they're going to go fast. I ordered some myself. They're going to go fast. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. <clears throat> the best part of the best part of built puffs are that they taste amazing and you can enjoy them guilt-free for you. Perfect when you're craving, when you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or when you need a quick, healthy snack. They're an excellent source of protein, delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing over them. Get to built.com. Order your box of coconut brownie chunks puffs right now. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show, Locked on Canucks, show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, the Canucks did not have any fireworks. There was no JT Miller trade yet, but the Canucks did make a selection, and it was a win, in my personal opinion. They selected Jonathan Lekker-Mackey from Sweden. The Swede will return to Sweden next year and play for Allsvenskan in the Allsvenskan League. He also has the rights of the the rights are held by the Vancouver Giants in the Canadian in the Canadian Hockey League. So uh, definitely an all Vancouver connection. I like this player. Um, I was looking at his stats, watched his highlight tape before, um, and the, all reports indicate that you know he can shoot the puck. He's a shooter. He's what the kids call a sniper. Um, you know, 5'11", 172, plays the right wing. He's only 17 years old. He's going to turn uh, 18 in a, you know, 18 in, in a few weeks. Um, so, you know, he's raw, very raw, very young. Uh, but, you know, this was a steal for the Canucks, in my personal opinion, because a lot of people had him ranked in the top 10. You know, Bob McKenzie had him ranked number 9. McKean's Hockey had him ranked number 9. Craig Button. Central Scouting had him ranked 6th amongst the European skaters. Sports had him 10th. So the Canucks got a good a good piece at 15. Um, you know, his shot is his best offensive tool. Everybody knows that he has an NHL-proven shot. Uh, but he's he's not defensively savvy yet. He doesn't play defense, as you will hear uh, in the clip that I will play in a moment of our locked on uh, NHL draft cast, our immediate um, uh, reactions to this. So um, I'm very excited for this player. I'm going to dive into a bit further after uh, we play this clip from the NHL locked on NHL draft. So enjoy this. 
from our experts and myself, and we'll jump back into it and dive into it and see how Jonathan Lecker, I got to pronounce this, get working on this pronounce, Lecker Mackey builds on the Canucks future. So stick around. Gil Martin of Locked On NHL with you as we continue our coverage of the 2022 NHL draft. And joining me, Brandon Pillar of Locked On Senators. He is our prospects expert. And now joining us, Justin Pooney of Locked On Canucks. Jonathan Lekaramaki is the pick. Justin, how excited are you about this selection? Very excited, actually. This is exactly what I projected the Canucks needed. They needed a young guy who can score goals because this team, while they do have young pieces, we were all expecting JT Miller to get traded tonight, eventually, sometimes. So you're going to need eventually somebody to fill that void of a guy who can put the puck in the back of the net. Now, as Patrick Alvin said in his interview, he thinks that this player will take some time. They're going to, you know, he's only 17. So they're going to let him, you know, develop and get a little bit stronger, bigger. And then when he's ready, come to the NHL. Because the, the Canucks do have the signing of Andre Kuzmenko. They do have the ability to wait for a winger, right? So uh, all in all, people I saw projections had him as high as number eight, uh, number 10. So the Canucks definitely got a good value pick here. Uh, so I'm very happy for this pick. Brandon, what is the strongest point of his skill set at this point in his development? Yeah, Justin, I think you should be happy about this pick and Jonathan Lekaramaki because he has one of the best shots in the entire draft. And he's one of those players where maybe you look at the rest of his game and you're wondering how it's going to all fit together. But when you have a guy that has the release of Lekaramaki, like he, he has a pro-ready shot already. So when you have one dynamic attribute like that, you can work on the rest of the parts of his game. And as a winger, you know what, if if he needs a good centerman and maybe a more defensively responsible a winger flanking the other side, that's fine because he's going to be a guy that's finishing the plays and especially on the power play. Like he's so, uh, he has that ability to just skate up the ice, get past the blue line and just rip a puck past a goalie like that. And you're, you're up one, nothing in a flash. Like he's the type of player that if you're the Vancouver Canucks, you cut, you kind of feel like you've got other spots figured out on your roster. Why not try to take a home run swing on a guy with an amazing shot? Like Lech Karamaki. I like this pick and I like the direction the Canucks went here. And Brandon, you spoke about the shot. Elias Pettis, we know has a bomb of a shot. So having those two options on the power play, it's a very makes it hard for defenses and also a lot harder for goalies as well. No question about that. Brandon, what does he need to work on? You say he's two or three years away. A lot of players who are drafted are. What specifically does he need to work on to get to that next level? Well, when you're in the pros, unfortunately, you can't play on offense all the time. And he doesn't have a lot of interest defensively. And that's very typical for his type of prospect at this age. He's going to work on his defensive part of the game because uh, elite prospects, they mentioned he's a very similar player to Mike Hoffman. Now, as a fan of the Senators, I got to see Mike Hoffman a lot. He would score in the 20s of goals. He would put up massive power play points. But as soon as that puck was in his own end, he was basically a liability and you might as well just change him off the ice, even if it means your team is down a man for 30 seconds because he's not able to defend very well. And I think that's Lech Karamaki's biggest downside is he's grown up 
just relying on that big shot and scoring goals and being the guy that finishes on the power play. He hasn't had to worry about his game defensively, whereas if he's going to find a, a regular spot on this Vancouver Canucks lineup with a lot of talented wingers, like you mentioned, Justin, he's going to have to prove he's not a liability defensively. Is he coachable? Does he have the work ethic to, to improve in this area? I think he does. And it's interesting. He was one of the players playing over in Jurgarden. Jurgarden has had a great uh, year as far as prospect goes, but he didn't have a lot of success in the SHL, but Jurgarden was actually relegated to the lower league in the Allspenskin league. So he may have a better time developing and being able to work on that defensive game up against lesser competition in the Allspenskin league, as opposed to the SHL. So I think, Give him a year, give him two years over there and maybe bring him over then to play in North America. I don't think the Canucks are trying to rush this guy. They just got Kuzmenko, like you mentioned, Justin. And I think they're able to be a little bit patient and try to bank on the upside of a guy with an incredible shot like LeCaire Mack. Justin, where do you think the Canucks look next as far as improving this team is concerned? Well, the big elephant in the room, as I mentioned off the top, was the JT Miller trade. Um, there was reports that, you know, there's something with the Islanders was worked out and then it kind of fell through last minute. That is the shoe that I think every Vancouver is waiting to drop, whether it's, you know, later on sometime this draft week or if they hold on to him. That is the shoe that has to fall. Um, I think going forward, this team has the talent on the, at least in the top six and the top nine to be, uh, you know, contend for a playoff, but we all know the back end is still a huge concern. That is what I want to see the Canucks address going forward in the draft. Look at, you know, you drafted Paul Coles in, the, uh, in your last first-round pick, right, up forward. You know, we know the Pedersons the best. We want to see, you know, develop, draft and develop some defensemen because the pipeline for defensemen in Vancouver is not deep right now. And that, as we saw with Colorado, who just won the Stanley Cup, you need a strong defense if you want to contend, which we all know everybody in Vancouver wants to happen. All right, for more, you can watch and listen to Justin on Locked On Canucks. Justin, thanks so much for joining us. Well, there you have it. You heard from me and our fine hosts, Gil, and you our fine hosts, Gil and Brandon. Um, so, yes, as we all know, the, uh, his shot is NHL ready. And imagine him on the power play with EP40. He wears number 40 because he's a EP40 fan. Um, so that just shows you hey, how young he is. And Elias Pedersen now a vet in the league. That's kind of crazy to believe. But um, I think the Canucks, you know, uh, the where he would slot in on the roster, this is the type of player that would uh, garner top six minutes. The Canucks top six is pretty set right now. So you add a winger that can score goals. In addition to Brock Besser, Andre Kuzmenko, um, Elise Pedersen, if he does play wing, if JT Miller's still around, JT Miller, if he's still around. So you have, you know, Vasily Pod Colson, uh, Niels Hoaglander. So you have a pipeline now of young forwards that looks quite good, in my personal opinion. Of course, EP40, Besser, um, Pod Colson, Kuzmenko, Hoaglander, uh, now Jonathan Lecker, Lecker Mackey. Um, so there is, you know, hope and promise in this pipeline, um, but he is a project. You know, he's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger. So um, he's got a, he's got some, you know, he's got his shot, but he's also able to just handle the puck quite well. Uh, in the uh, world under junior, the world under 18s, uh, this when he was with Sweden, 15 points 
in just six games. So, you know, he has the ability to score. He scored five goals in six games, 10 assists for 15 points. Um, he's, you know, he could put the puck, uh, you know, all indications are he can put the puck in the back of the net, which is critical. Um, and I think this is a project, but I think the raw talent is there. And I, what have I mentioned before? When I was talking about the Owen Pickering um, pick the other day, when he went, of course, into Pittsburgh, which was a very nice move for them. Um, but I would rather go with a guy who has a high, high ceiling that over a guy who's got a lower ceiling but could be more ready-made. The Canucks, top six is set. They, I would rather go for a swing for the fences, go for a high, a high ceiling high skill guy that could potentially you know play in your top six and score you know 25 to 30 goals hopefully going forward so i love this pick from the canucks i think patrick alvin and jim rutherford and the scouting department thomas Gradine, you know they've worked wonders you know he joins a group of guys with henrik and daniel sedin elias Pettersson, and matthias olin all swedish first round picks for vancouver i think we can safely say that all of them have panned out very well so with the, you know, Henrik Danielson, of course, being named um, Hockey Hall of Famers. Also, speaking of the Sedins, they're part of the player development group now. And they will help, you know, young players like Jonathan Lechermeg develop and become better players and show them the, the way to be a pro. So there is a lot of positives from this draft for the Vancouver Canucks in this first round. No, there was no JT Miller trade, but they got a very high-end prospect that fell to them, which is great value. And to be honest with you, a lot of times in Canuck land, we don't get that type of luck. So um, I love that. I'm very excited to see you know how he performs at prospect camp in, on Sunday. He will be at prospect camp on Sunday from what I'm reading on Twitter. So that will be very interesting. Um, and yeah, we'll see what tomorrow uh, holds, uh, rounds, you know, the remainder of the draft proceeds. Uh, so I'm interested in see how that shakes down. But coming up after this final break, I just want to talk about the draft in general and give you guys some of my big surprises. So stick around for that. <clears throat> and welcome back to Locked On Canucks Final segment of Locked On Canucks. I just want to go over the first round, which was very, very interesting, the first round of this NHL draft. I think the biggest thing was uh, Shane Wright not going number one overall. I think we all expected Shane Wright to go first overall. Uh, that's what all everybody was saying. But Jurej Slavkovsky was the number one overall pick going to the Montreal Canadiens. And then... Shane Wright fell. He didn't go second. He didn't go third. He went fourth to the Seattle Kraken. Um, I thought that was very, te very telling. Um, I, I don't know what it was. There was, of course, the video of Shane Wright shaking the hands of the 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 Kraken faith, the Kraken front office, and then giving the death stare to the Montreal Canadiens uh, front uh, the front office table at the draft, which ooh, just creating drama right there. Montreal again traded Roman uh, Alexander Romanov and then and for Kirby. Uh, yeah. Traded Alexander Romanov picks for basically Kirby Doc. So Montreal was a very big winner. They got a number one winger who can, you know, slot in right away and a guy in Kirby Doc who was a top pick and only 21 years old. And can probably be a second. Yes, he struggled in Chicago, but thing is, from this draft, I learned is 
Chicago is basically rebooting now. You know, they had three first round picks. They used them. Patrick Kane. There was some I saw a tweet that you know they asked his agent Pat what he thinks in the comment uh, about the you know Blackhawks rebuilding, and there was no comment. So Patrick Kane be on the move, boy. So that was my takeaways. Shane Wright falling, Slapkoff going number one, and then. The Blackhawks making a whole bunch of moves. They acquired Peter Mrazek to gain another first-round pick. Um, the Coyotes, you know, traded uh, with the Oilers to get Zach Cassian and basically a salary dump. You know, maybe the Oilers are working on another move to acquire a goalie. Um, speaking of goalies, Mark Andre Fleury uh, resigned today um, with the Minnesota Wild on a two-year deal. Of course, I mentioned Alex DeBrincat goes to Ottawa. Um, Ottawa is very aggressive right now trying to make the playoffs. The one thing I'm worried about is with the Brinkat is he scored 40 goals, but he was playing next to uh, the aforementioned Patrick Kane. Who in Ottawa is going to dish him the puck? Because Brady Kachuk's not a playmaker. Will it be Tim Stutzla? So we'll see how that shakes down in Ottawa. But a very eventful, a very eventful first round. Um, of course, the first picks were very, you know, fireworks all over the place. The Canucks didn't light any fireworks off like we expected, but they played it. They they got their man at 15, and I and I believe that they made the right move in not trading JT Miller and waiting for the perfect package because with a guy like this, people always talk about how you know the Matt Duchesne trade ignited you know the um, Colorado Avalanche to the Stanley Cup. Well, if th- the same thing might not happen in Vancouver, but something similar. You want to make sure you get the right deal. You don't just sell an asset off just for the sake of getting something back. You want to get full value for him, right? You they always talk about you don't want to sell, you know, a guy like JT Miller with pennies on the dollar. You want to get another dollar back for him, an equal value for him. So I trust Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvina. They will get the right deal. They will play their own game. Um, they will wait it out until they feel they have the right package to build this team. Or they come to a compromise with a contract and then, we totally don't. We totally forget about this trade talk, and we move forward with JT Miller being a longtime Canuck. So that's all in store for tomorrow. Perhaps some more more news will drop tomorrow. Uh, I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day on this late night episode of the NHL after the NHL first round entry draft. Uh, tomorrow we will break down round two and the rest of the rounds and maybe other news in the NHL. Uh, but I want you to make Locked On NHL your second listen. It covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's available wherever you get your podcast, and it is free. Take care, guys.